How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Guys, turn around and count to nine. When you open them, I will be gone. What's up, everybody? I am Owen Ozis. Alongside me is my co-host for tonight, Jack Kajowski with SD4L. Um, I don't know. They kind of know me. Jack, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? What's up, everyone? I'm Jack Kajowski. I'm um, Owen's roommate. We both go to Michigan State, and it's a pleasure to be on the show tonight. Yes, sir. We got a big-time guest in the building. Well, not in the building, but he's calling in. The one, the only, the king, chief of propaganda. He is the king of Twitter for Michigan State. Over 17K Twitter followers. Chief, how are you doing? I could not be better. I am thriving on this beautiful Wednesday evening. I appreciate you gentlemen for having me on. Really, really looking forward to this. Chief, you're just like a, you're so positive. You're so, you're just like a, ray of sunshine every time i i'm scrolling through twitter and i'm doubting michigan state and sometimes i do it a lot you know i'm thinking wow man it's we lost again or something like that and then i'm like you you see a tweet from chief of prop and it's always you know we're still gonna build from this stuff like that and how like my first question to you is how do you stay so positive and motivated about this football team Yeah, I kind of think that just kind of it comes with experience of understanding what it takes to be a championship program. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing the team kind of build up and win Big Ten titles, make the playoff runs, and all things like that, and you you see the process of what leads somebody to get there. Um, I would say I personally enjoy in in my own life as well as watching Michigan State is really the process of becoming great and. With that comes a lot of times you're gonna kind of get your butt kicked and you're gonna get knocked to the floor, but it's all about the process of getting up and kind of improving from that. So that that's something I I enjoy doing. No, I mean, it's I respect that. I mean, I, I'm the same way with that. Um, I guess for the people that don't know, can you kind of give your background and story of how you got seventeen thousand followers on Twitter and just really embraced Michigan State and now. Everyone just talks about Chief of Propaganda when it's MSU Twitter. Yeah, so I really got my start on Twitter. I'll start kind of with that angle. Um, mm-hmm. I, I hope I don't get canceled for this, but I, oh. the only reason I created my Twitter was to follow Kanye West when he's uh, <laughs> dropping the like, Pablo. He was doing everything through Twitter, like the announcements. So that's the only reason I created this. And things have kind of flipped now where... Um, that's not the reason I'm on there. So yeah, it's, it's totally Michigan State. Um, so that that's kind of the backstory of why I have Twitter. My right. friends actually used to joke with me. They're like, 
they would send they'd see my Twitter and it had like 50 followers for three years and like oh it's Brett just talking to a wall again and I would just like yeah that's true like nobody follows me or whatever and then I don't know what happened and now we're kind of at where we're at and yeah it's I mean the love for Michigan State came just from being a student there and enjoy enjoying my time and I think even post post graduate graduate um you really start to appreciate the school more no I mean I I I appreciate it I mean I've grew up did you grow up a Spartan were you always a Spartan fan yeah that's that's a tricky one because I wasn't necessarily a fan of just one school um Uh growing up I had a lot of different I used to wear Oregon a lot. Uh, the reason oh, wow. I did that was because they beat they beat the school down the road uh, in like 2006. They went in there with like Dennis Dixon and absolutely mollywopped them. Mm. And um, yeah, so I'd, I'd always rock Oregon. I love Texas, USC. So I was kind of all over the place with the fandom. <laughs> I see we grew up the hook'em. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting it down. Oh. Wow. Well, I'm, I may or may not be a, a big Texas fan. But not not over my uh, Spartans though. But you know, on the side. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got a second favorite team. Oh, for sure. Great so, right. I mean, are you gonna be? Uh, so is Oregon your second favorite team then? And are you okay flipping Dante to Michigan State? <laughs> yeah, I've always had a soft spot for them. Um, I guess my biggest question for you, and you're obviously chief of propaganda, not the greatest of football years, and I just said we talked about how positive you are. What would be your pitch for recruits to come to Michigan State and really trust the process and that Mel Tucker is that guy? Yeah, so the big thing would be playing time. You see it all the time with transfers come in recruits that if you come here and you're the best player you're going to play there's no uh at the quarterback position there's no drake may in the way at wide receiver you don't have uh that jackson smith and jigba in the way of you starting so you're going to have a chance to come here make your i mean you even look at with the nil stuff we have guys making tons of money with that and um look at what kenneth walker did he came in trusted the process won the job now he's one of the top what five backs in the nfl and that's yeah. due to, part in part, to Michigan State. It is. I mean, I, I, J- Jack, I want you to ask a question about Caden because, you know. I'd, Let's go. Yeah, of course. Um, so, obviously, going into next year, there's a lot of question marks on this MSU football team that need to be answered. And the biggest one is sort of this quarterback position battle that's going to go on with Caden Hauser and at uh, my boy P. Shiesty. <laughs> otherwise known as Peyton Thorne. So my question to you is, is that kind of competition, as you, you know, just stated, usually we don't have the, the big monsters standing ahead of kids from you know, getting into that starting spot, but is that kind of competition a good thing for this program moving forward? Yeah, I, I think especially at the quarterback position, having a competition is the most important thing we can have. I think we even saw that with um, – what would you call him, P. Shiesty? Um, <laughs> uh, 2021, when they brought in Russo. I mean, it was pretty much myself and a lot of the fans, we all just kind of assumed that, hey, they're bringing in Russo to be the guy. And then Thorne had to compete day in and day out, and he won that job. 
And I think having that guy behind him, pushing him, that, hey, I, I know the guy behind me. If I make a mistake, he's going to come in and take the shot. I think that mentality is what leads to guys performing at their highest level. So competition all, all throughout the roster is insanely important to me. And looking at the competition next year, I mean, Keaton Hauser, he's, he's had competition his entire high school career. He's the only quarterback who's ever been ranked in the top 200 who has never been the sole starter at quarterback for a high school team. So he is in a very unique situation where he's always had to fight for every single rep. And just kind of uh, knowing his situation a bit and uh, speaking to him a few times, I mean, that's something he truly enjoys is uh, competing. And I think that the opportunity to do that at a big-time program and kind of make his mark, it's, it's something that's going to cause him to be probably one of the best quarterbacks we've ever had. I got to ask you, biggest question out there. Michigan State will win the Big Ten Championship blank year, and what year will they win the national championship? Yeah, so they're going to win the Big Ten in 2025. Or, I'm sorry, 2024. And they okay. win the national championship in 2025. So it's kind of that um, the same. I think when they win the Big Ten, they will win the national championship that, uh, that season as well, which would be 2025. So I think we're going to have... Next season, probably rise up to probably nine wins, nine or ten. It'll rise to grace, and then from there, that's when the butterfly is going to come out of the cocoon and fully show the world, and it's going to be like a phoenix rising from the ashes. I love that analogy. It's it's honestly great. I, I, I'm going to say this right now. Obviously, they just expanded to 12 teams. Chief, can you even fathom the playoff atmosphere that the woodshed would host if it was Michigan State versus whoever first round college football playoff, Spartan Nation, can like would would you be there and where are you at and in the in the building? Yeah, so I'm, I mean I'm currently in the woodshed. You guys know I don't leave <laughs> there. Um, so thinking about that first playoff game, I mean question for you guys. I mean, were there you at the Penn State game last year where we had oh, the yeah. Yeah. game? Oh we yeah, we both were. Yeah. Jack was up in the absolutely electric atmosphere, dude. It was most, awesome. Honestly, one of the most fun sporting events I've ever been to. It was just great, and it it just made me love this school even more. Yeah, I mean, just think about that. But you have like Florida coming up for that, and just knowing what like those Southern teams never come past like Alabama, right? I mean, they come here in a snowstorm. They're, it's they're gonna get the hurt put on them. So just having like a couple weeks to lead up to that, I mean, listen, I, I got some ideas of what we could do to get the 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 crowd getting going a little bit. I would put fireball shooters under every single seat, <laughs> um, responsibly. Um, I mean, I, it needs to be the most hostile, like the ancient Mayan ball games, like Apocalypto. I want it looking like that. It needs to be hostile, crazy. <laughs> I, all black uniforms, black out okay. the stadium, wow. and we'll have we'll have enough tunnel security. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know what that's what all that matters, right? <laughs> is that everyone is safe at the end of the day. Everybody gets to the locker rooms. There's no um, players going to use the bathroom or uh, whatever. You know. Well, we wouldn't have that problem in the woodshed tunnel, right? I mean, t- no, it's beautiful. I, we're actually uh, a source tells me. Um, 
there may be an announcement coming the next few days that we the woodshed may be winning an award for the safest tunnel in the world so, are you serious yeah, That's... I mean, the Tunnel Association, they, they're meeting and deliberating <laughs> hard, and we'll see, we'll see kind of what they have. But yeah, some some rumors are starting to leak out that Richard may be winning an award here. Right. I mean, and the fact that it, the, the one thing that I can't get across is that it's all down the same tunnel. Like, it's not like, you know, Ohio State where Michigan State has to go to the away tunnel, and then Ohio State goes to the home tunnel. It's the same tunnel you're walking through. Um, last year, very hostile environment, but there was no fight, um, as far as I'm aware. I don't know. If, did you see one in last year? Michigan, Michigan State? No. Okay. I was just checking. Um, yeah. I, I think, and then I want, obviously, you're a big proponent for Michigan State, and you're obviously on social media. You're a big reason for it, and Michigan State Twitter is very powerful. They're you know they're out there in waves and whatnot, but it's it's not even close to compared to what Michigan and the Blue Wave uh, does with, with media in general. Is there any kind of thoughts you have on that particularly? Yeah, I, I mean, to me, the reason why that kind of blue wall it kind of exists is because most of the coverage of sports in this area it's it's the old school paper um you got the detroit news the free press those are i mean those are the two big ones nobody reads them live uh, oakland press listen i don't even know if they still print it they might be out of ink um i don't know if they pay the bills to keep the lights on but that's neither here nor there but no, right. i just think it's disingenuous the way that some of a recent example with uh I, i'm not going to name the player but we all know who it is when mm -hmm. he got arrested and listen if i knew about that i'm just some random dude who talks shit on twitter for all day like if, if i'm hearing this before the michigan state uh michigan game these reporters they know it too and i listen we know why they're not reporting it we know why all the facts are coming out slow you know, it's because if they if they talk about this stuff, they're going to lose access to that program, and that's that's a cash cow. I mean, it's I'm not going to use the cult word, but I mean, it's it's about as close to a cult that fan base is, and I mean, you see it. I mean, they make a pilgrimage to Bo Beckler's grave and smash Buckeyes on it. Like that's that's clinically insane. I mean, that's that's the stuff I tweet about mocking, and I mean. Yeah, so the reason that exists is because it's it's the old guard, but uh, on the positive is that that's a dying platform. Nobody nobody reads the papers anymore. It's all kind of these independent organizations, kind of like Woodward Sports, where they come up and they kind of branch out and do different things. And you have podcasts and people like Justin Thinder out there, Justin Spiro, mm -hmm. who do their own shows. And, mm -hmm. I mean, I think that, that's kind of the new wave of media that is going to allow – different fans and different programs whether it be michigan state like central to get their own messaging out there without having that blue wall kind of stand in the way and be state media i i agree that's and that's uh, the block m has been around for so long and they've done an excellent job i have to credit them to that they've really done a phenomenal job with their media and michigan state they're working on it we're still trying and I fully believe that we can get there. Just got to stick with the process and everything like that. I guess my my final question to you, Michigan State basketball. I don't know if you're watching right now, but it's currently on almost over. Oh, 
uh, 62-56, minute 22 left. MSU is leading. But um, what, what are your thoughts on Tom Izzo, this team, and the recruiting class coming into next year? Do you think maybe in one to two years this basketball team could be competing for a national championship as well? Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm still really optimistic about this team. I think just based off of what we saw versus Gonzaga, um, clearly Kentucky, and then even Villanova when we were healthy. I mean, you saw us go toe-to-toe with two teams that are going to be competing for a national championship, and then a Villanova squad who was missing their best player. But, I mean, that's they still have a lot of guys from last year who made the Final Four. Obviously, new coach and whatnot, it's going to be difficult, but that's still a really good program. Um, so I, I'm still optimistic about this year. Maybe we're not going to be necessarily winning a national championship, but I mean the pieces are there for when this recruiting class comes in next year. Mm-hmm. That they can kind of just be insulated in with all these veteran leaders and uh, great players like Jaden Akins and uh, AJ Hogarth and whatnot. Uh, Thirty-five minutes and average twenty points to be good. Like you can play him twenty-five minutes, and that, that's going to make all the difference in the world because you look at these championship winning teams and yeah they do have star freshmen but they're not reliant on them for all their points so having a a veteran laden roster that you can insulate these young guys in that's what's going to lead to a a really successful few year run here because listen the 2023 class is great i think the 2024 25 classes they're going to be at the same level so coaches oh he's created a nice runway to kind of uh land his career on and I mean, the Final Four is coming to Detroit in, what, 2027? And I think that that – yeah. I mean, the expectation for all Spartans is that Coach Izzo does win his second in that time frame. Because I do think – I mean, after 27, I don't know if he's still going to be the coach here just based off of age and right. uh, how that's fair. evolving and whatnot. But that, that's kind of my viewpoint of it all. I respect it. Chief, thank you so much for your time. You are awesome as always. Everyone, if you're not following MSU Chief of Propaganda on Twitter, what are you even doing? You know, is there is there anything else you want to plug, Chief? No, I just I, I want to thank both of you for having me on. I, you guys, I, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the show, and just know, like, use this opportunity for your own benefit and see if this is something you guys want to do moving forward. And just know if you ever need anything from me, Spartan Nation, just feel free to ask. And hey, let's let's try to hit up that game on january 7th with the school down the road when they come in I'll, I'll yes sir for it. All right. We're gonna be hey i'll be there i'll, I'll just say that <laughs> but I, i'm excited yeah are you gonna go the you can go hockey this on friday yeah i'll be i'll be up there so okay if i'm there i'll, I'll hit you up I, I, yeah so um maybe it's a maybe big one up some after and whatnot so yeah we'll, we'll, let's have some fun Let's go, baby. Let's keep chopping. You got me pumped up, Chief. Thank you so much for your time, man. I, if you if you say if you, what you say is true, Michigan State, twenty twenty five. Can you imagine a national championship? I would do a lot of things for a Michigan State national championship within the next few years. <laughs> like, so would a, I. A lot so of would things. I. And none of them can be. Set, yeah, none of them can be set on this. It would have to okay. be on a. It needs to be like uh, the dark web. That I, I do stuff. <laughs> Right. Thank you guys. Chief, would you make an OnlyFans if MSU won the national championship? <laughs> yes. I mean I would I, I put me put me in Squid Game, Saw. <laughs> Listen, it, 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 it takes what it takes. And if that if, if you need me to 
You just working on camera for a national championship? Listen, I'll do it. <laughs> You're awesome, Chief. All right, I'll see you next week, yeah, baby. Yes. Thanks for coming on, Chief. All right, yes, sir, that I appreciate was. You guys. Appreciate you. That was Chief of Propaganda checking in. I'm just saying, Brian and Justin have talked about having them on for a long time, but you know what? It's me that gets them on, so I, I consider that an accomplishment. But let's di- let's flip it over. Let's dive right into um, the biggest one for us. You know, our our favorite player, honestly, on Michigan State football to finish off the season, Bryce Berenger. Um, he's up for Ray Guy. Award. If you look at that right there, he just won the fan vote winner, which uh, obviously doesn't doesn't matter as we, much as winning we, the actual award. But we found out that fan votes didn't matter much for uh, for those kind of awards. You know, when when our guy should have took it home last year, mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker. But I'm really, I think that uh, he could do it this year for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're going to find out real soon, but Bryce, just an awesome human being, um, really, really good at golf. We had him on a few weeks ago, um, but he was roommates of James Pyatt. I'm really excited. I hope he gets a at least a, a, a deal with an NFL team. I think he certainly deserves it. I mean, I would love to have him on the lines. Jack Fox is great and everything, but Bryce Berenger, we will miss you. But you were always a Spartan dog for life. Speaking of Spartan dogs as well, let's take a look at the uh, year's captains. Captains, number 99, senior putter, Bryce Berenger. 24, senior running back, Elijah Collins. Number 3, senior safety, Xavier Henderson. All great guys that really contributed to this program. Absolutely. Xavier Henderson, for me, biggest guy I'm going to miss. I mean, the atmosphere of him being in the locker room every single week when he was healthy for this football team. And you saw it out there as well. When he wasn't out there, defense was not the same. When he comes back for the Michigan game, every game after that was absolutely massive. He was here since the D'Antonio days. Um, he played his heart and soul out every single snap. X, we're going to miss you. You're a Spartan dog for life. I wish you the best. I hope you can get an NFL offer as well. But, man, you will be missed for sure. You just always big plays, man. That's what I'll remember. Especially this season coming in, uh, forcing that fumble on Chase Brown. Really changed uh, the momentum in that Illinois game. And just an absolutely fantastic player. Not too many guys like him around you're definitely going to miss a guy like that and right i mean and then elijah collins a guy that as well had been around for quite a long time and he stuck it out i mean he had to sit behind kenneth walker you had the killer bees come in with jared brassard and jalen Berger, but you know what he stayed here he didn't transfer he was very loyal throughout the entire process and honestly, I thought he had a really good year for Michigan State football. Didn't have as many snaps as maybe he should have had. But you know what? Either way, he took advantage of every opportunity. Um, he will definitely be missed. Oh, yeah. And I'm so, so happy. Like, to finish off, like you said, not having as many opportunities as he probably should have and still running for you know six touchdowns. And some of those runs, if you're watching the games, made you say, you know, why isn't this guy getting more carries? You right. Know? And like you said, he stuck it around. He stuck around and 
he capped off on a high note and i'm i'm happy for him yeah and obviously other guy in that video we just talked about bryce Baringer, but i mean just to touch a little bit more on his story a guy that was at illinois transferred over was ultimately off the roster and then right before tucker came back he was added and then from there just he took off came out of nowhere was fantastic last year for michigan state and then yet this year just as good even better some might say and i really hope he wins ray guy punter award because i think he truly deserves it and he was always that kind of guy that you know your offense goes three and out your kind of momentum's killed and then he just boots one puts inside the 10 and it's massive every single time it's an absolute game changer to have a guy like that on your team and last year he was doing it last year you know sometimes things would get stagnant but you never worry when you're putting punts within the 10 right the five even and he was doing that on a more than consistent basis and he was just honestly he was a weapon and I think he had a great career here. He finished off this season. Um, he had he led the nation in punting yard average by a substantial margin. Led the Big Ten by uh, I mean the next the next guy was Jesse Murko out of OSU at forty five point six yards per punt. Bryce was at forty nine. Yeah, so that's more than a considerable margin. So I think he's done everything to get that award, uh, bring home the Ray guy, and absolutely fantastic season for him yeah it's just up to the voters at this point and uh the other spartan dogs just look at on twitter some oh we already knew that we're gonna leave jacob slade did ultimately decide to go to the nfl draft but you get a look at kendall brooks daniel barker ben van smearen jarek broussard matt carrick slade and horse all will be very missed um all exemplified awesome qualities of what it's like to be a Spartan dog. Kendall Brooks, the D2 transfer, came here, made a huge impact for Michigan State, filling in um, immediately. I mean, when Snow and Xavier went down, he needed to step up in a big way, and he definitely filled that out for Michigan State. And I think I want to touch on something. Ben Van Smearing, he obviously his brother's still here, and hopefully he can get some good playing time with Michigan State in the future, but. Ben was a guy that entered the portal, and then ultimately he was persuaded to come back, went out there, just looked. And I think the biggest thing to think about is even if you are in the portal, there's still the chance you do come back. So you do see some of these guys entering the portal for Michigan State. Doesn't mean that they are ultimately gone. They can still come back. That's to remain, it remains to be seen. But um, for Michigan State, it's all about those roster spots right now and getting those spots because you got to believe Mel Tucker and this coaching staff, I can confirm, are going out there and pursuing the portal extremely hard as well as recruiting. Um, like Justin Thin last night talked about it. Um, the fact that Michigan State was only able to, well, they only lost one four star in their recruiting class throughout the entire season. And everyone else stayed the course. It was all about the fact that they believed in what Tucker was pitching them during the offseason. And I'm excited to see what that recruiting class can do, as well as the guys that are coming in the portal. Obviously, way too soon to say, all right, we're going to get this guy, this guy, and this guy. But you better believe that Michigan State is looking to improve dramatically next year. Oh, yeah. And it's, like you said, it's it's still very early. Um 
you know, no, no major red flags, no alarms need to be sounded off for guys, like you said, guys entering the portal. But, you know, things, you know, Mel Tucker and the coaching staff, they do have to hit it hard. We got some major replacements. And if further people decide to enter the portal and go elsewhere, then, you know, it's just next man up mentality. Who can mm -hmm. we bring here? Who can we get, you know, even recruiting wise, have another uh, good year recruiting. That's kind of the biggest thing right, right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to be going, I'm assuming you're looking for running backs. Broussard and Collins are both leaving the program. Um, and from that point on, Michigan State, they want to get a guy that can be, I want to say the next Kenneth Walker, but a guy that can really fill in. I mean, you're going to get a better offense, offensive line. They're that's the position that they're heavily pursuing at the moment as well. They want to improve both sides of the football on the line because that's where it really starts in the trenches. Um, I think that for Michigan State, if they can do that, then you open up so many more possibilities because I believe, I fully believe we still have those wide receivers. Obviously, Jaden Reed's gone and he will be missed, but Keon Coleman, that dude absolutely balled. Every single opportunity he got, whether it was Washington, um, even from his first ever touchdown at Ohio State, you could just tell this guy is here to ball. And you got guys like Jeremy Bernard, the possibility of maybe Trey Mosey re returning, as well as other guys that are freshmen right now or in the portal as well. I'm really confident in the wide receiver core. I think it's just about getting them that protection and also establishing that run game as well. Yeah, I, I'm not too concerned either about the passing game. I think we'll have, you know, whoever ends up winning that quarterback battle, I have confidence in. Absolutely, we've seen what Payne Thorne can do, and we're all excited to see what Caden can do if it's his turn this year. Mm -hmm. um, but it's Big Ten football, you know. you got to run the, run the dang ball. There's, you know, nothing else behind – nothing else other than that. you got to start with that, you know, filling out those guys in the line. Obviously, that was a position that, you know – there's some improvements that could be made there. Right. Absolutely. And uh, getting another back in the in the program would, is huge, too. Having fresh legs. And it all starts for there. And like we saw when we did have a fantastic run game last year, it just opened up so many more options for us. We were much more dynamic offense in that regard, and mm -hmm. things flowed a lot better. So getting back to that, obviously it's hard to replace a guy like Kenneth Walker. That's you know right very yeah. special player there but it's just sort of filling in getting a few guys seeing what works and getting back to you know what we want to be right and you got to fully believe and i think for the biggest thing for the people that want mel tucker gone and after you know year three you obviously had a huge huge last year um but you go back it Kenneth Walker took that program in Michigan State to a whole nother level and really just bumped up the the process because I mean it's it's still going up but at the moment because he was that guy took this program to a, just a different standard. It was almost year. it was almost like a like a premature kind of jump. Obviously, when right. a new coach comes in, you want immediate success mm -hmm. as a fan as a player. If you can go eleven and two, then absolutely you're going to say i'm going to go 11 and 2 right but there's a process to these things you know mm -hmm. kirby smart coming into georgia it took a while for him to get to the level that they're at now mm -hmm. you know it takes a program years and years to build so 
that kind of season, which happened last year, uh, while we want that to be the norm here at Michigan State, it's it's going to take more than just one player like it did with Kenneth Walker. It's right. going to have to be a system that is going to take years to establish. No, I, I definitely agree. And what's up to Mike G in the chat? He wants to know who do I, I who do I think is going to start at quarterback next year? Thorne or Kim? I think it's going to be Kaden Hauser. I think everything I've heard is very positive about this kid and the potential. He was obviously a freshman this year, so he got in at the Akron game. Didn't see much playing time this year. Obviously, he was on the sideline, but observing, getting better. I heard he has a really high IQ guy, and Chief talked about him as well. I'm excited. I think there's the possibility of him winning the quarterback battle. If not, then it will most likely be Peyton Thorne. But either way, whoever's at quarterback, you got to believe he's. They're going to have those weapons around them to succeed. So it's, it's purely up to whether they feel like Caden Hauser is that guy or Peyton Thorne is he going to take up another step and try to keep getting better. He 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 personally believed and he said it. I believe on Twitter or he said it somewhere. I think it was a press conference actually. He said he believed he actually got better this year that he improved. And that you know. That's just exactly what you want to hear. You don't want to, someone saying coming on saying, "Well, you know, right? I, I didn't. I got worse." No, absolutely not. He showed that confidence. He said, "I'm still, I'm still the same player I was when Kenneth Walker was here." And if that's the case, then you know I have absolute confidence that he can return to that level and have the kind of season that he did have. Mm-hmm. And and if that's the case, then I have no problem with him being QB one again because yeah. he played he played very fantastic at times. Yeah, I mean, so that's that all remains to be seen, but I want to move on real quick. I think, obviously, we haven't really talked on this show that much about it, but Michigan State Hockey, I want to throw up the graphic right here, is playing Michigan at Mun Ice Arena Friday, 6.30. I know Jack's going to be there. He got his ticket. It's going to be electric. It is. I, I fully believe it will be sold out. Spartan Nation, if there's still tickets available, go get them. Because this Michigan State program is on the uprise. What Adam Nightingale is doing there at head coach, already in one year, you see the difference. Scoring goals is just way better for Michigan State this year. They have been so good on the break because they they love to skate. Adam Nightingale, he said... He wants to make this hockey program like Tom Ezzo does with his basketball program. They want to run quick. And me and Jack went on Friday to watch Minnesota versus Michigan State. Obviously not the best of weekend, but Minnesota is just a superior program at the moment, what they're recruiting and whatnot. But Adam Nightingale is getting those recruits at the moment. Like It's a process. You can't turn around an entire hockey program in one year and be big-time champs, you know? Oh, yeah. Minnesota, just, that's just a different beast, but... I thought they held their own for a while there. I was, I was very pleased for uh, a good portion. Obviously, uh, Minnesota ran away with it towards the end there. But this program, I mean, that was my first MSU hockey game in person watching, and it was definitely exciting. And it was, like you said, there's a very fast-paced team. Mm-hmm. I mean, there wasn't – they didn't hold on to the puck too long. Everything was just go, go, go. But, and then uh, they didn't get the win. But I'm excited for this game against Michigan. Yeah. Is is there something you would pitch? Obviously, that was your first hockey game that we went to on Friday. Is there something you would tell people to make them go to MSU hockey games more? 
Yeah, um, I think what people don't realize about hockey games is, or the, mostly the student body, is that you know the student section still packs. It's, right. You know, look, we weren't in the student section; we had our own seats, mm-hmm. but it, it looked like a blast. I mean, it could be looks like it could be just as fun as basketball games. Yeah. And I, I think that you know there needs to be you know more students saying going to the games and representing this team because in a few years you best be watching out for MSU hockey. I I know I fully believe it and some guys that have been massive for Michigan State, Daniel Russell. He's a transfer. Michigan State have he's got 18 points. He leads the Spartans. Uh Carson Dorwart, he's on the first line for Michigan State as well. Jagger Joshua, he's been here for a minute, but he's been making his presence felt as well. And Dylan St. Cyr in front of the net has been Phenomenal. Besides, last weekend was a rough one because um, just some poor defense and whatnot. But I fully expect Michigan State to come out and be fully prepared Friday and Saturday. Saturday they do travel to Yost Arena, which is something I, I, I like. It's kind of a split where you get to see both sides in the same weekend, which you don't see with usually other series. But for Michigan State, Obviously a big one versus Michigan. You make a statement win because the Wolverines are a top 10 team and once again really good. Then that's just once again showing how Adam Nightingale is making his presence felt with this hockey team. But Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I want to move on and make a, well, it's not really an announcement, but a remark that Michigan State has taken down Penn State 67-58. to The Spartans snapped their two-game skid. Obviously, they fell to Notre Dame last week and then fell in just a really tough game to Northwestern. They had a much better second half, and their defense didn't look so hot in the first first half, but the second half really turned it around. They didn't allow a field goal to Penn State in the last two minutes and 47 seconds. I, I think, obviously... We all miss Malik Hall, don't get me wrong, and that takes a minute to adjust. But when you got guys like A.J. Hogard, Joey Hauser, Tyson Walker shooting lights out like they did tonight, A.J. Hogard, he had 23 points, Joey had 12, and Tyson had 14. Those are all really good stats. And if they can do that consistently, because the big problem with the Northwestern game was Tyson Walker got into foul trouble, had to sit out chunks of the game because of that and you could just really tell that he was being missed because he is that quarterback of the offense as well as AJ and you need both those guys out there at running point in order to fully succeed as this team this year yeah I mean what we've seen recently kind of this on this little skid thank thankfully it's broken is sort of more small ball being played and like you said those those two guys Walker and Hogard have been have been huge in that regard, but there's only so much you can do with just those two guys. At some point, um, you're going to need a, a roster with a little more depth, mm-hmm. and they're doing all they can at, without Malik there. I think that Aikens uh, coming back has been huge. Obviously, him coming back, getting this win. And uh, Pierre has absolutely stepped up the last few games as well in that role, coming in, getting some more minutes. So just looking at the future, hopefully Malik will be back before, uh, is it Buffalo? 
Yeah, so, well, the report on him, and I talked to Izzo yesterday, is that the hope is that he can get his feet wet, quote-unquote, from Tom Izzo before the game before Christmas. Um, if not, then it would just have to be the game after. That's just how it's going to go. They're still in a waiting process because he's got to heal up and then the doctors are going to reevaluate and then we'll figure out from there. But um, Tom told them that he needs to get in the pool because the biggest thing for Jay Nakins, obviously it's great to have him back in the lineup and whatnot, but he's just not physically conditioned the same way as the other guys out there because obviously when you have a walking boot on, you can't be running all over the place and everything like that. So it's about getting Aikens back to that same level, getting Malik healthy, and then you're starting conference play. Well, you already started conference play, but you're back into conference play after the break. Uh, Nebraska, Michigan, and it just keeps getting even harder from there. But those are the two ones to start off. And obviously you dropped a, a tough one against Northwestern, but tonight was a big win because you go to Penn State, which is a much better... A Nittany Lions squad that we're honestly used to. A very experienced team as well. Izzo talked about there's five fifth-year guys on Penn State, and that we saw that with Northwestern. There's experience because Michigan State, not quite there experience-wise, but they really proved today uh, this was just a massive win all the way around. Oh, yeah. And you're, you, you're always running the gauntlet in the Big Ten. It's always a tough schedule. So just coming back and kind of regrouping with a win like this is absolutely huge after a, a couple games skid there mm-hmm. it's been a tough schedule so far obviously i mean notre dame oregon even you know our opponents that weren't ranked like those two and kentucky and all that right it's been absolutely brutal but we've proven that with, when fully healthy we can be the best of the best yeah so I, mean- I think right now I'm i'm very optimistic for the rest of the season uh, we'll see going in back into Big Ten play, like you said, Nebraska, Michigan, how we look going from there. Hopefully Malik's feeling healthy, and yeah. I think we'll have a lot more confidence once he's back. Right. I definitely agree with that. And defensively, too, Malik really makes a difference. Obviously, he scores chunks of points, as always, and he's up there for points per game for Michigan State. But defensively, that's the biggest thing that Michigan State misses him for. Um, Moneyball, Pierre Brooks. He can shoot the three, but he can't defend quite as well as Malik Hall. And getting him back defensively is just so massive. And Izzo said last night, or two nights ago actually, he said, don't be mad at the team, be mad at him for the schedule. And that was a big thing as well. Obviously, he really stacked the schedule. And now Michigan State is fully through that first chunk of the schedule. That was really hard that we dictated. You had to go on the aircraft carrier, play Gonzaga. You lost to him by one point. You beat Kentucky. You beat Oregon. You came out of the PKI tournament two and one. Obviously, you dropped a tough one to Notre Dame and Northwestern, but this was a big win. Now you're one and one conference play. You get a little bit of a break in Brown and Buffalo and Oakland. I fully expect Michigan State to win all those games. And then Nebraska, hopefully that's a win. That's at home. And then Michigan, that's really where things really ramp up. That's when you find out 
what this team is. And conference-wise, you're going to have a lot of time to prepare for it because Tom talked about it. You had it, I forget how many games it was in so many days, but it was an insane number, and it's really going to slow down now. So that's going to allow Michigan State to, I guess, reevaluate. What did they not do so hot, and what did they do awesome? And really work from there. And that's why I fully believe in this Michigan State team. And I think the biggest thing and a great comparison that Tom made with the loss to Malik Hall was that Xavier Henderson, um, when they lost him in football, it was like, like it was all about the fact that he was the leader. He was the veteran there. And defensively, they weren't the same. And now you're seeing that with Malik Hall. But Lock, guys who are big in the locker room, it cannot be understated how big or overstated how big of a loss that is. Right. So we're, we saw that now, what kind of impact he had going in. It was actually, I was interested to see when he was out how this team reacts. And now we just see how big of a player that Malik Hall is for this program. Yeah, I mean, and he has been massive. It, I want to put some numbers to it. Michigan State has faced the fourth toughest slate of opposing offenses in the country and the eighth overall strength of schedule, according to KenPom.com. I think that just shows how tough this Michigan State schedule was. And you know what? It made them better from it. I'm honestly surprised we're not number one. <laughs> there was Gonzaga was up there too. It was they played a hard schedule. But either way, it was about finding out how quickly your team is and I, I really liked the performance against Kentucky because it was so gritty and going to double overtime. You know, it was it it really showed it felt the, it felt like a March Madness game. It, it felt did. like that game was in March. Mm-hmm. That kind of energy, the back and forth, you know, uh the final play call or one of the final plays where that Izzo drew up where yeah. I believe it was Hogard ran back out of bounds. Mm-hmm. It just felt like something you'd see when everything was on the line right. and it like you said it just absolutely showed that this team is capable of those big wins it's just the consistency right and getting back on track yeah and you know what coach Izzo over the offseason Draymond Green came in and talked to well he, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame and in his induction speech he talked about that Tom Izzo has rediscovered that fire and you saw that in the recruiting class you're, you're going to see it in multiple recruiting classes following that because it's so massive getting that momentum from that major recruiting class because those guys are playing with other guys that are high recruits through their teams and whatnot in the leagues that they play in. And they're like, hey, Michigan State, I want to check that place out. I want to go visit there. And you know what? When you do, you're going to see the atmosphere of the Breslin Center because – when we played Villanova, Tom Izzo admitted that was the first time he felt like the Breslin Center was finally back to normal in five years. And he said, you know, there's COVID and all that stuff like that, but that game was awesome, you know? At unreal atmosphere, being in the student section for that. One of the better game, if not the best game I've attended, uh, yeah. in the lower bowl at least. Right. And, yeah, I completely agree with them. It felt... It felt like it was we were back. It was like I'm getting chills just thinking about it right now. And Michigan State, when they are fully clicking, when they're back to 
the way they were in the 2010s, and I fully believe that they will get there with the recruiting class for basketball coming in. And then when you get those guys another year under their belts as well, like Cohen Carr, Garrick Norman, and all those guys like that, and this team is going to be dangerous, man. You're, it's going to be so good. You're talking about championships. Jeremy Fears as well, getting comps to Cassius Winston, kind of the impact as well, leadership-wise. He was the guy that made this recruiting class happen, and obviously Xavier Booker is going to be a massive impact, but he probably will only stay for one year. Those other guys, I expect to stay multiple years because that's what Michigan State is. And Tom Izzo, you give him a couple years, he's going to turn you into a great player. We saw it with Gabe Brown. He had his best year last year. Oh, yeah. Arguably. By, by far. Molly Call. That's a guy that, you know what? He was, he was pretty good. Now I think he's honestly great when he's on the floor. Tyson Walker's really balling out. AJ Hogard, you know, freshman year. I didn't love to see him getting that much playing time because he was okay. He has gotten dramatically better. Pierre Brooks looks better shooting the ball as or well. The type, the type of player that Joey Hauser has turned into. Correct. I think he came in and he faced a lot of pushback and a lot of adversity here at Michigan State, and he just, over the years, proved everyone wrong, and he's turned into an, 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 uh, an absolute stud out there. I definitely he, agree. It's... He matched all the expectations coming in when he transferred here as a guy who can stretch the floor, and mm-hmm. he's turned right into that. Yeah, I'm Matias Sissoko earlier in the year, he struggled the past couple games, but you saw a major difference with him as well. And oh, yeah. He, he, his impact can't be understated. Yeah. It, or overstated again. Uh, but big big dude on the court, and we saw him against Gonzaga. Right. Kind of his coming out game, and I was very impressed with him, and it, he's been fantastic. And Jackson Kohler, same thing. Can you imagine what this kid's going to be like in two, three years from now? Like, if he sticks here, stays with the process, I think he can fully be a really good guy. And I'm excited for him as well as all the other guys Michigan State has. Uh, Trey Hallman, I expect him to get as good as well. And Jane Akins, next year, I think he's going to be a baller once again. Yeah, I think he's he might even be our best player. Some people were saying he might be our best player this year. Yeah. So he's got a lot of high praise here at Michigan State. And he's just got to get healthy. Yeah. And that's, that's obviously the biggest, the biggest thing. thing. And he's not fully conditioned. And Izzo talked about that. He's just got to get there. When he does, this kid is going to be absolutely scary. And he's the most humble guy out there as well. Um, Hogard, he was 8 for 16 at the field, 6 for 6 from the free throw line. Uh, the fact that Joey Hauser as well, he had 15 rebounds tonight. That's impressive. That is really, really impressive to see that from Joey Hauser. And when he has to run at the five, the guy, the guys he's going up against, like Kofi Coburn, he's he's in there getting physical with them. He is not afraid to back a guy down the post. He, he does more than just stand his ground against those kind of guys, right? And it's, especially this year. No, he does. And Joey, a guy that when he first started here. And obviously there was COVID and whatnot, and that was really tough. But he had his struggles mentally. It seemed like he wasn't there sometimes. And with this confidence as well, you saw him passing up wide-open shots. Now this is a Joey Hauser that is fully confident in my eyes. And I think that makes him absolutely dangerous when he is shooting the ball confidently. Because Tom Izzo, every press conference last year, he'd say his best practice shooters, Max Christie, Joey Hauser. 
And right now, Joey Hauser is proving why he's the best practice shooter. Oh, he's not just the best practice <laughs> shooter anymore. Right, he's he's transitioning it to a game. But do you have anything else to add? I mean, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, no, I think you you pretty much summed it up. But yeah, I mean, if you're a Michigan State fan, a lot to be excited for in the future. MSU hockey as well. They are recruiting some great guys. Not quite getting the same guys that they would get from that the Michigans and Minnesotas are getting, but they're getting close. Adam Nightingale, you got to prove to those guys that you can create a winning program, and believe me, they're going to come here because Nightingale has a really good resume. And if you have the time, go out. Michigan, Michigan State, Mun Ice Arena, be there Friday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, or tune in. It's on Big Ten Network as well. Just show some love and support for your MSU Spartans. Obviously, football, basketball, they get their their support, but give the sports like hockey their love as well. And I think if you give them a chance, they're really going to show you what they are. And MSU basketball, big win tonight against Penn State, 67-58, to your final score there. Getting the win on the road. Now they get some easier games, and that finally that hard schedule the beginning part of the schedule is over. They're going to get a little bit of a break. And for football, it's about all about the portal. They are going to get guys in the portal. You better trust that. And Dante Moore. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. But I would love – Dante, I would love for you to come here. Dante, if you come to Michigan State, you can come on this show. <laughs> oh, wow. We will – you know what? I bet you Brian can make that happen, 1,000%. Yeah. We will get – if Dante commits here, let's get him on SD4L. We'll make that happen. Thank you so much for listening tonight, Michigan State. If you're a Michigan State fan, stay positive. Like Chief of Propaganda, showing how positive you can be. Follow me on Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I am Owen Ozes. That's Jack Kajowski, and you've been watching the SD4L show here in Birmingham, Michigan. Please close your eyes, turn around, and count to nine. When you open them, I will be gone. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.